0: You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast. Uh, Hi, everyone. Welcome to This Week in Your Daily Star Trek News. Today is Saturday, October 31st, 2021. It's Halloween. Coming up on the show today, Star Trek Prodigy is offering uh, fans a chance to win a $100 Paramount Plus gift card if you're quick. The Star Trek franchise has won a few awards this week. Uh, we've got news on the new docuseries, The Center Seat, that's premiering later this week on the History Channel. And John DeLancey has had a bit of a skeptical chat. I'm Allison Pitt, and today's show is supported by people like you through Patreon. You can find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. Now, today's live show is actually pretty special. We are doing this as part of Virtual TrekCon's virtual mini- wait, weekly mini virtual cons. No, mini cons. (laughs) It's a mouthful. Uh, These are a a set of weekly live uh, sort of miniature conferences that are going on every Sunday now through the end of the year. Um, uh, You can find out more about all of those events, who's performing today and who's going to be on next week. Uh, Those are all at virtualtrekcon.com. And thank you very much to Virtual virtualtrekcon for including me as part of the program this week. Now, if you are listening to me on the podcast uh, today, normally I record this show every Saturday at 2pm on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. Uh, I cover the news and then you can stick around at the end. Uh, we do a little Star Trek show and tell uh, and I'm covering the results of today's poll, which I will tell you about uh, in just a second. Now, um, before we get going, I just want to let you all know that uh, everything that I talk about uh, on today's show is also available on our website at at daily Star trek news.com uh, we've got links to all of the original sources for the stories we got more pictures more videos uh, and of course this week's events listing so go and check that out that's at DailyStarTrekNews.com. right now i promised you a poll and this poll is being run simultaneously over on twitter at daily trek news and here on the live stream today uh, today's poll is What is your favorite spooky Star Trek episode? Now, I know (laughs) that I have probably left out a lot of people's favorites because I can only put four in the poll. However, today's choices are TNG's Frame of Mind, uh, DS9's Whispers, Voyager's The Thaw, and Enterprise's Dead Stop. So uh, what's your favorite spooky Star Trek episode? If you're with me live on uh, YouTube today, please vote in the the poll in the chat. Otherwise, head over to Twitter at Daily Trek News, and you can vote on the poll over there. So like I said, we'll come back to uh, the results of that poll at the end of today's live stream. Right. So uh, let's get started with the news this week. And before I get started on the actual news stories, I just want to let you know that two members of our Star Trek family have sadly passed away this week. Uh, their obituaries will both be up on the website later today uh, that we just found out about them in the last couple of days. Uh, so the first one is uh, Jan Shutan-Levinson. She played Lieutenant Mira Romaine from the Lights of Zatar. Uh, Her obituary uh, is in the LA Times this week, Uh, according to them, she died peacefully on October 7th at the age of 88. Uh, And the next one, which you probably have heard about by now, um, Camille Saviola, uh, Kaiopaka from uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, who is beloved by a lot of people. Um, Deadline.com reported um, that her great niece said that she died of heart failure after a brief illness at the age of 71, and that was earlier this week. So uh, please join me and everyone else at Daily Star Trek News in sending condolences to their families. Okay, so kicking us off this week, uh, if you didn't know, (laughs) Star Trek Prodigy premiered with its uh, two part series premiere uh, this past Thursday on Paramount Plus. I think it was Friday in Canada, and I'm very sorry for those of you who are international folks. I don't know of when that's going to be showing uh, overseas. Uh, hopefully that will get resolved as soon as they start carrying Paramount Plus content on Sky, but I am not sure when that will be at the moment. Uh, you'll find out when I do. Anyway, uh, this is throwing, a, throwing it back a little bit, but um, trekmovie.com posted an interview that they did with Kevin and Dan Hageman back at New York Comic Con, it was sort of a round table. And they focused on uh, specifically the challenges of creating a Star Trek show for children. And there's some really good stuff that they said in here. Um, So Dan Hageman said, we never really view it as a kid's show. We view it as a show for people who don't know Star Trek, which could be young or old. We never want to dumb things down for kids because kids are really smart. They may have a learning curve in the show, but they'll get there. And Kevin Hageman said, if these main characters are outside of everything Starfleet and they start to discover it and learn it and stuff like that, that's really relatable, and it's a wonderful jumping off point for kids. Um, So if you haven't been able to watch Star Trek Prodigy, I would highly recommend that you go and do it. Um, I don't really do reviews on this show, but um, I can tell you that I really uh, adored it. I think it is a really great jumping off point, as they said, for kids. And even my daughter, who is not really a Star Trek fan, uh, found herself uh, asking questions and getting really involved in the show. So please go and do that, it's a great show. Um, You can read the rest of the TrekMovie.com interview at, of course, TrekMovie.com, and you can also head over to Paramount Plus to see the two-part season premiere of Star Trek Prodigy, and that's streaming now. Now, I did say in the intro uh, that uh, Star Trek Prodigy is offering a hundred dollar Paramount Plus gift card, but you do have to be quick. So head over to social media. I've seen it on Twitter. I'm not sure if it's elsewhere. Uh, Star Trek on Paramount Plus, which is at Star Trek on P Plus, uh, is offering a, a sweepstakes. And they said, which position would you want on a starship? comment with your answer, and the hashtag Star Trek Prodigy sweeps for your chance to win a $100 Paramount Plus gift card. Uh, So they've got all the official rules and everything linked on Twitter. You have to find their post. It should be pinned on Star Trek on P+. Uh, comment with what your position would be on a starship. And don't forget the hashtag. They're commenting a lot of people to say, uh, make sure you have the hashtag. Uh, now, unfortunately, if you are listening to this past Sunday, uh, you've missed your chance. Uh, Today's the last day to do it. You got to get it in um, by the end of the day. So uh, head on over there quickly. Uh, maybe wait till after the live stream. That'd be great. Okay. Uh, right. I haven't given this much thought, actually. Uh, which position would I want on a starship? Um, normally, (laughs) when I place myself into Star Trek, I'm just, like, third lieutenant from the left in engineering or something, because I just, you know, I just want to watch all the amazing people do their amazing stuff. So, I don't know what that says about me. Anyhow, uh, moving on from Star Trek Prodigy 2, um... The uh, previous uh, Star Trek series and some awards. So we've actually had a few awards this week. uh, And the big ones are the Saturn Awards, where the Star Trek franchise actually won a total of three awards out of the seven that they were nominated for, including Best Science Fiction Television Series. Now, if you don't know what the Saturn Awards are, they are from the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy and Horror Films, They do these awards annually, um, and it's all to do with uh, science fiction and fantasy. Uh, So Deadline.com brought us some of the details today. Um, Discovery, like I said, won the award for best science fiction television series, and that's the third straight year. And... This is the first year uh, in which streaming and network shows were actually considered in the same category. So that's actually a really, really uh, great achievement for the Discovery team. Uh, Michelle Paradise, uh, the executive producer, accepted that award on behalf of the team. Uh, The other Saturn Awards that we got, uh, Discovery actor Doug Jones took home uh, Best Supporting Actor. Uh, He said on Twitter, thank you to the Saturn Awards for blessing me with another statuette for Best Supporting Actor in a TV Series and for blessing our show Discovery with the Best Science Fiction Series. But that is not all. Uh, Sir Patrick Stewart actually won an award as well. He won for best actor on television for Star Trek Picard. And that's his third Saturn award overall, having won as Picard in 1990 for Next Gen and also for his portrayal of uh, Professor X, Charles Xavier in the 2017 film, Logan. Uh, So head over to deadline.com. You can find out all of the information about the Star Trek, excuse me, Star Trek winners. And all of the other winners at the Saturns, um, like I said, over on Deadline.com. Now, it wasn't just awards for television that we had this week. Uh, Sir Patrick Stewart was also awarded a a special award, and it comes from the ASPCA, the American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. They have awarded... uh, star trek the star trek picard actor uh the 2021 pitbull advocate and protector award now many of you probably already know that uh that patrick stewart is an advocate for um for pitbulls and he's fostered a couple of pitbulls and famously as well he advocated to have uh, number one <laughs> the pitbull uh, included in star trek discover or, excuse me star trek picard and it was on all of the promotional stuff So here's what, um, here's what the ASPCA president and CEO, Matt Bershadker said, for years, Patrick has dedicated his time, energy, and popularity to demonstrating how pit bulls can make wonderful pets and helping us bring an end to dog fighting. He's an incredible voice and ally for these vulnerable dogs and uniquely deserving of our pit bull advocate and protector award. Um, So yeah, you can find out more about the award and about uh, uh, Sir Patrick Stewart's uh, qualifications there. That's all on ASPCA.org. And of course, you can see number one, the pitfall in action on Star Trek Picard, which is streaming on Paramount+. All right. So something really exciting that I wanted to tell you about, I talked about it in the intro, Uh, there's a new docu-series that's coming out, and we've covered it since it was announced earlier this year. Um, It's being put out by the Nacelle Company, who you will know from previous ventures like The Toys That Made Us, and I remember when that came out because they had a whole episode all about Star Trek toys, and it was amazing. Uh, The Nacelle Company also publishes uh, Gates McFadden's new podcast, Gates McFadden Investigates, Who Do You Think You Are? And of course, I spoke to Gates McFadden about her podcast a couple months back. The Center Seat is now doing a new documentary all about the history of Star Trek, and it's called The Center Seat, 55 Years of Star Trek, and it premieres with the first episode this Friday, November 5th on the History Channel. Now, I've seen the first episode, and I think you guys are really, really going to like it. Um, each, each of the episodes is like a different chapter in Star Trek history. And uh, they go into uh, the kind of detail that you really haven't seen in um, film type uh, media o- outside of books. Uh, so if you love all the behind the scenes machinations and things like that, you're definitely gonna wanna check it out. Like I said, it's a uh, Friday, November 5th at 10 p.m. Eastern time and Pacific time on the History Channel. Um, and also later this week, I had the opportunity to uh, interview the director of the show, Brian Weiss. Uh, I did that last week, and I'll have that out for you guys, uh, hopefully later this week. <laughs> um, and uh, I think you'll you'll find it really interesting. He's a really great guy to talk to, and really um, uh, a real a real fan of Star Trek. Um, and I think that it will help get you excited for the series. Uh, so once again, that's the center seat, 55 years of Star Trek that comes out coming on uh, this Friday, uh, this coming Friday, November 5th. Okay, so this next story is really, I found really interesting and um, I, I gotta say, I know David Powell was in the chat earlier. Um, I'm really grateful to have him on the team because he knows a lot about a lot more about the subject than I do. Um, so he wrote up uh, this piece, uh, some of you might know that John Delancey is an activist for uh, critical thinking with a capital C and a capital T, sometimes called skepticism. Uh, he did a, um, uh, an interview with the Philadelphia Association for Critical Thinking recently, um, and they were talking all about um, scientific skepticism and things like that. So uh, he was interviewed by Rob Palmer, who's a retired aerospace engineer, and he's an activist for scientific skepticism. And they talked to Jill, uh, he talked to Delancey about his own outlook and his activism in support of critical thinking. Um, they talked about um, John Delancey's childhood, about his experience with um, his struggles with dyslexia. Um, and uh, they talk about how he got into acting. So um, this is these are David's words. Uh, the editor of the Pelican Shakespeare series saw him perform and told Delancey's father to encourage his son, if there was interest, to consider pursuing action, uh, sorry, pursuing acting, as he seemed to have a flair for this. Um, but how does that go into uh, critical thinking and religion? So Delancey actually credits Jules Verne's novel Mysterious Island Uh, that he read when he was 12 or 13 Uh, that inspired his desire to engage with the real world as the characters in the novel had Um, and the way he described them was by saying that they had real problems uh, and they solved their problems in a real way so grounded in critical thinking Um, and it was on a tour later um, when he was he was touring with Ed Asner uh, performing a play based on scope on the Scopes trial that he encountered a group of college students um, who believed um, <laughs> that God, that God was um, that God truly created the world literally in uh, 4004 BC. Uh, And based off of that, DeLancey decided that he wanted to speak out about science education and critical thinking, um, and he's done so at various venues. Uh, Most people, if you've been to um, one of the Star Trek conventions or the Star Trek cruise, you've probably heard him speaking about it. Uh, So it's a really interesting interview. I highly recommend checking it out. Um, Once again, that was with the Philadelphia Association for Critical Thinking, or FACT, P-H-A-C-T. They have... uh, website, um, which I can't find right now, but uh, you can definitely see them on the the FACT channel on YouTube. Again, that's P-H-A-C-T. You can go and view that whole interview. And uh, so finally today, I just wanted to draw some attention to some history, uh, once again, wonderfully written up by uh, by our history and trivia guy, T. Rick Jones. This is the anniversary, the 54th anniversary of the episode Cat's Paw, famously out around Halloween. Um, it's a tremendous amount of fun. Um go and watch it because it's, I deliberately didn't put it in the spooky episodes poll because I knew everybody would say, Ooh, a cat's paw. Um, but you know, it's there, go and check it out. Um, right. So that is all for the big news this week. Uh, Just really quickly before I get into the the show and tell and our poll results, I just want to remind you that this show is supported uh, by you folks, uh, our Patreon supporters, and you can find out more about that and how to support the show at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. Um, If you like our show and uh, you want to see more of what we do, please consider contributing. Uh, Another way that you can contribute to the show is if you haven't already, signing up to Paramount Plus via our affiliate link. We get a small commission uh, when you do that and you can find out more about that and how all that works at dailystartreknews.com forward slash paramount plus. Right. Don't forget, there is a poll currently running in chat. Please answer if you haven't already. Uh, I want to know about what your favorite spooky episode of Star Trek is. I have my I have my opinions. Um, and of course, remember that this show is part of Virtual Trek cons, virtual minicons this week. So following on after this show, at three o'clock Pacific time is an interview with James Swallow, who's the author of part two of Star Trek Coda. Um, that's the novel series that's out now, the big explosive trilogy. Uh, there's a link in the show notes uh, for that event. So make sure you hop on over there after we're finished here. And just uh, once again, I want to say a big thank you to Virtual Trek Hunt for having me on this weekend. Right. So... It's time for show and tell, uh, and before I start, I do just want to uh, give a quick shout out to Andrew and Howard because both of them sent me emails with some of their own show and tells, and I love seeing them. So Andrew sent me a wonderful painting uh, that he'd had uh, commissioned of him on the bridge, and it was wonderful. Uh, and Howard sent me some pictures of some uh, old vintage vintage Star Trek trading cards, uh, which you know I'm sure they made a bunch of them, but those have got to be worth something because they're pretty, pretty special. So shout out to you guys. Um, and what I wanted to show you guys today for show and tell, it's kind of dumb. And actually, it's more like crafts than a Star Trek thing that I found. But I just wanted to point out. Um, so what I have here is this. And it's not, it's not particularly exciting. However, what it is, is, um, this is where I hold my badges as these little pouches. If you see, they're just the right size. So I made this pouch. Um, They're incredibly easy to make. (laughs) Like If you have a sewing machine, you can definitely do it. The fun part is that this is actually kind of, you can't really see the texture on it, but it's kind of like a fuzzy um, felt I don't know what you'd call it, um, fabric, but it's perfect for keeping those, um, fancy QMX badges. Like that was my discovery one. And of course my section 31 one, um, and I made these and I, I have a bunch. I've, so I made these, <laughs> must have been like a year ago. Um, and I got the, I got the fabric off of eBay. So you can get some really, really nice licensed Star Trek fabric off of eBay. Um, but anyway, I made these intending to give them away. I only had enough fabric for 12, and so I haven't figured out exactly who to give them away to. So, show and tell has turned into a giveaway, and um, I have 12 of these. If you would like one, please email me with your address that I can send one to, I will send it to you free of charge. Uh, Obviously, there's only 12, so the first 12 get one, get in there quick. And, um, and then, you know, of course, if you, uh, want, if you miss out and you would like to make one of your own, again, highly recommend go to eBay and find a, some, some nice licensed Star Trek fabric. These are super easy to make. It's like a square of fabric and a piece of ribbon. Um, and they are really great for keeping your, um, your comm badges in, and especially because, like, I always get paranoid about mine getting scratched, especially if I'm like going to uh, going to a convention or something. Um, you don't want to get them all bashing up against each other, and they don't come in like a case or anything. So, there you go. Uh, I also want to point out that <laughs> I, I know it's Halloween. <laughs> I am I am in, I'm totally in costume today because I am an undercover Section Thirty One agent. And the way that you can tell that I am an undercover Section 31 agent, and this is canon, is um, that I am wearing my official Starfleet uh, regulation Section 31 comm badge uh, around in public. That's how you know that I'm undercover as a Section 31 agent is my uh, is my public wearing of my comm badge. So there we go. So I'm, I'm celebrating Halloween. <laughs> sure. Why not? Uh, right. <laughs> okay. So what have we got next? Let's say hi to some folks in the chat. Hi, everybody. Thank you for, uh, thank you for joining me today. Uh, really appreciate it. And, uh, once again, thanks to the virtual track con guys, cause it's, uh, it was very nice to be uh, invited to do this. So, uh, I could see Anne-Marie Anne Marie, thank you for making the connection there. Dr. Mohammed Noor, uh, Nicholas. Hi, uh, uh, of course, everybody say hi to David in the chat. Um, he's, he's one of our fantastic writers and um, does some really, really great work. So, uh, BC, uh, there's some new names in here that I don't recognize before. So, let's see. Uh, Galenda, hi. Uh, Wardogheim, of course. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Nicholas, I've, I've, I've answered the costume. I am in costume. Um, a fun fact about me, I actually don't own a Star Trek uniform. Uh, well, no, that's not true. It's not quite true. I do own one, but it's too small. It doesn't fit me. Um, other than that, I am not really uh, a cosplay person. The, <laughs> the one time that I really cosplayed at STLV was I dressed as the rabbit from, um, from Shore Leave. Uh, and then, of course, I ran into another rabbit also from, from shortly with a much, much better costume than I did. But, you know, it was my level, so that's okay. Um, Tim, hi there. I uh, Can't scroll back too far. Uh, hi to Louise. Hi to Faith. Some new, new, new names in there. Uh, Marina is in the chat as well. Hi, Marina. Uh, Todd. Okay, I was scrolling all the way back now. So I'm not going to do that anymore. But anyway, thank you very much, everybody for for joining me. So let's uh, have a look at the poll. I'm going to end the poll here. And then I'm going to flip over to Twitter and see what what's going on over there. So the Twitter one's pretty young, so I I like to leave that running overnight. So if you haven't uh, voted on the Twitter one, you can do so as well. So, okay, the spooky poll. What is your favorite spooky episode of Star Trek? And the choices were TNG's Frame of Mind, Deep Space Nine's Whispers, Voyager episode The Thaw, and the Enterprise episode Dead Stop. So... In the lead on Twitter right now, with 56% of the vote is TNG's Frame of Mind, uh, followed by, um, uh, very solidly in second place, Enterprise's Dead Stop. Uh, And then The Thaw gets a measly 4%, and uh, uh, zero people have voted for DS9's Whispers. Having said that, there were a few write-ins too, so... Um, Ken Ray, formerly of Mission Log Podcast offered a write-in vote for TNG Conspiracy Uh, Doug Hoyer says TNG Genesis that's a good one too Um, uh, Rick Schmidt says Cause and Effect and Conspiracy another conspiracy one Uh, Ryan Driscoll says another, uh, another suggestion for Genesis and Heather says why isn't Distant Voices from Deep Space Nine on there? Uh, well, it's, I, I could only I could only get four. <laughs> uh, and, you know, it, yeah, I just had to pick ones. I tried to spread them out across the series as I could. So anyway, in the lead, uh, spooky episode of Star Trek. Uh, Frame of Mind is winning on Twitter. Um, if you guys disagree with that, you know, go pop over there and, 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 and uh, add your voice um, to that poll. Right. Uh, yes. Anne-Marie in the chat uh, points out that like, yes, there are like a hundred options. Anything that was written by Brandon Braga could be on the list. Right. Uh, so here in the poll on the YouTube chat, what's your favorite spooky Star Trek episode? And, uh, it's a little bit, uh, better spread actually. In fact, it is a three-way tie, believe it or not. It is a three-way tie between TNG's frame of mind uh, Deep Space Nine's Whispers and Enterprise Dead Stop. Each of those has 28%. And Voyager's The Thaw coming in last place at um, at 14%. <clears throat> so pretty well split. Um, let's see what you guys have said. Uh, yep, yeah, Marina says Genesis. Uh, Peter says Enterprise's Impulse. Um BC suggests, uh, course oblivion as being kind of creepy. Um, did we say impulse already from Tim? Tim says the enterprise episode impulse is way more spooky than dead stop. Cool. Uh, let me know. Are you guys going to be watching spooky Star Trek episodes this evening? Or are you out partying with your friends or trick-or-treating or just ignoring Halloween entirely? That's a possibility too. Cool. All right. So listen, so, uh, because we're part of virtual Trek content, this is normally the part where I'd sort of end, end the show. Um, but we have some time left. So why don't we open it up and we can, uh, answer some questions from you guys. So you, uh, I would say AMA. <laughs> you ask me stuff about the show. Um, Ask each other stuff in the chat. We can get a conversation going there. Um, You know, open it up to spoilers. Anybody who's listening on the podcast, if you want to turn off the spoilers, you can do that. Um, Or uh, let's just have a little little chat and, and see where we get to. Um, uh, another little reminder, because this is part of virtual track Con, uh, today, there is another, um, there's another panel happening after this one. So at 3 PM, uh, Pacific time, uh, James Swallow, the author of one of the Star Trek Coda books is going to be doing a panel about, uh, about his uh, series. And so you should go check that out. The, um, The link to that video is in the show notes down below, so you can go and and see that. I'm sure it'll be on demand as well if you happen to be listening to this on the podcast after the fact. So, uh, so let's talk about really quickly because uh, we were talking about spooky Star Trek episodes. Um, I mentioned Brennan Braga. I like his work. I wouldn't say I'm an expert, but it's, um, but it's fun. Um, have you guys seen that episode of the Orville that he did? Uh, I was. That was the one with uh, Bob Picardo and um, say Ethan Phillips really, really, really creepy. Um, And it was wonderful to see that kind of I mean, obviously, all of the Orville is um, an homage to Star Trek and got some of the old classic era Star Trek people back to do more of the Orville. But that one was particularly creepy. I thought they did that super, super well. (laughs) And Marie in chat says, Oh, my OMG, that episode. Yeah. Oh, it's john Billingsley sorry, not Ethan Phillips, uh, yes, um, who just, just plays it so, like, you know the thing that they do in horror films when um, every, on the everything's normal, like, there's not even any creepy music, it's just everything's normal, and then that actor, there's always that one actor that just, just plays it creepy, and from the second they walk on the set, you're like, eh and then it, and then it pays off in the end. Right. Uh, that is exactly that episode of the Orville. It was just, um, it's just wonderful. Right. Yes. Uh, Anne-Marie says that it takes such a turn when the spoon for soup, uh, come comes out of nowhere. Yeah. It, uh, it, it goes from, um, I don't want to spoil it. Go watch it. It's in season two, I think. Yeah. Yes. I can't remember actually. Um, it's a really good one and of course uh, season three is coming out next year very excited for that right Um, oh speaking of this is not a spooky Star Trek episode but there's also don't forget that one episode of the Orville that I can't remember the name of now with like the creepy clown and all the nightmares that was a good one too so, right. Okay. We have a couple questions. So, uh, Dr. Mohamed Noor. Hello, by the way, everybody go and look at his channel too. He's BioTrekky Explains on YouTube. He also had this series with, um, Jane Brooke called Biotrekkie with the Admiral, where they were talking specifically about discovery. It's a great series. Go check it out. Uh, he says, uh, Mohamed Maha- uh, says, who have you not yet interviewed for your show that you would love to get to interview? Um, I'm kind of a, like a production nerd. I'd love to interview Alex Kurtzman. (laughs) Never come on my show ever. Uh, I would just, I would love to speak to him, um, and, and talk, you know, talk strategy and everything else. Um, I think that's just, um, as you guys, if you listen to my show, you know, I'm a really big fan of the sort of the strategy and the behind the scenes stuff that they're doing with Star Trek right now. I'd love to just, uh, talk about that stuff. Um, Other than that, I don't know, people come across my radar for various things. And um, I've been lucky to interview some really awesome people. So I really enjoyed um, talking to Walter Koenig. Um, He, you know, I didn't really know much about him except for having read his book. Um, It's this one, by the way. Walter Koenig. Um, I have it right here. <laughs> you can tell I love it because it's right here. Um, yeah, that was a really great book, and speaking to him was really cool. Um, I love talking to Gates McFadden, and we talked about Labyrinth, which is like one of my favorite movies ever. Um, and honestly, I loved speaking to Brian Weiss, who many of you might not actually know his name, being the sort of the director of the center seat and the guy behind the Nissel company. Uh, but he's he's a real, real Star Trek fan, and he's making some great content. Um, and I, I think you guys are really going to enjoy the series when it comes out. So let's see. So Tim asks, hey, Allison, why not bring back the Star Trek trivia section, uh, reveal the answer the following week and then do the same thing again every week? We're we're actually considering it. So I'm working with T to figure out um, ways that make sense for us to do trivia because it like it worked really well when we were doing the daily show, have a trivia on Tuesday and then the answer on Friday. It works less well for uh, a weekly show because it's such a long time in between. Um and so we're working on it. So T is actually, we're going to start doing, um, he's, he's doing some trivia. I, I can't remember what we said, twice a month or once a month. Uh, so look out for that on the web and um, maybe we'll work it into the show too. Who knows? We'll see what works. That's a good, uh, that's a good um, suggestion. Uh... Dark element 209. Hello. I don't recognize your name, but welcome. Uh, yes, definitely. If you were if you're a Star Trek fan, I would highly recommend watching the Orville. It's a it's a real love letter to really the TNG, TNG DS9 Voyager era of Star Trek. It's kind of harkening back to that. Um, the uh, <laughs> If you start off with season one, just hold your nose for the first couple episodes because it starts off. It's a little bit on the crass side because it's you know, it's Fox, it's, um, the, uh, the family guy, guy, you know, it's Seth MacFarlane. Um, but it really sort of comes into its own very quickly and it's some really, really top quality Star Trek stuff. So do that. Cool. Excellent. Well, um, guys, I think we're kind of at the end of, um, at the end of the show today. Uh, if you've got a couple extra questions, you can throw them in the chat right now. Otherwise, I'll go ahead and start wrapping it up. Um, thank you for listening. So um, this show, of course, goes out on, live on YouTube at 2 p.m. on Saturdays normally. Today we're on Sunday, but um, that's, you know, special for Virtual on. Um, So come and join us. If you're listening to us on the podcast, then you can come and join us live and chat in the chat um, and say hi to everybody there. Uh, uh, this is... Um, this is a, just a, like a, a great sort of weekly roundup of everything we do that's already on the website. Um, all of the articles that I talk about today, we've got written up on the website. Uh, we've got, and there's lots more information there. So we've got links to all of those original articles. We've got pictures, videos. Uh, we've got um, the the weekly events listing is on there. Just everything is on the website. Go ch- go, go and check that out. Um, And if you're still like, um, you know, we used to do a daily show and now we've moved to a weekly show. But if you're still after that daily fix, we do have a daily newsletter that comes out. Um, It's free. We don't take your (laughs) anything except your email address. And you can sign up for that at dailystartracknews.com forward slash contact. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, This show is produced by Mwa. Uh, It's just me, Uh, but it's written by Chris Peterson, Marina Kravchuk, Jack Brown, T. Rick Jones, and of course, David Powell, who is in the chat today. Uh, Today's show is supported by people like you through Patreon. You can find out more and how to support us at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. And of course, remember that this show today was part of virtual Trek cons, virtual mini cons. Uh, They're running now through the end of the year all, all day on Sunday, and you can find out more. About those at virtualtrekcon.com. Uh, following on after this show today at 3 p.m. Pacific time is an interview with James Swallow. He's the author of one of the Star Trek Coda novels, which is out now. Um, there's a link uh, in the show notes to that event. Go and watch it uh, and support Virtual Trekcon, please. And of course, I will be back next week with more of the Star Trek news that you need to know. We'll be back on Saturday next week. I'm Allison Pitt. Live long and prosper. This is a Roddenberry podcast. Oh, wait! <laughs> We've got a last question. Um,. Ordogheim says, still sticking with the virtual trekcon through the end of the year. Probably not. Although, you know, if if you guys want, um, uh, let them know, and and maybe we'll work something out. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Uh, normally, we'll do we'll be doing this on Saturday at 2 p.m. So, uh, but keep an eye on the socials. I'm most active on Twitter at Daily Trek News. That's the best place to reach me. Uh, otherwise, you can always drop me an email at info at and I'll do my best to answer you guys. Uh, Um, yeah that's all okay for realsies thank you so much everybody for for joining me today thank you to virtual TrekCon once again for having me on uh go and watch the next video after this and i hope you guys have a wonderful halloween the lovely rest of your weekend don't eat too much candy or do if you want and don't forget if you want a free one of these, email me now. Uh, email me with a place to, to send it to. It's info at dailystartreknews.com. The first 12 people will get one. It's absolutely free. So thank you guys. Um, just, you know, well, I, like I said, live long and prosper. We'll see you next week. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.rottenberry.com.